0: My name is Emma Sasik, and I'm a reporter with the Desert Sun in Palm Springs.
1: And I'm Kevin Schwaller, and I'm a digital producer at Spectrum News in Milwaukee.
0: And welcome to another episode of Weekly Pop. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. How are you? I'm not. <laughs> Well, I lie. There's so much construction in my building <laughs> that it's just absolutely ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I woke up with a lot of back pain. I feel like Jennifer Aniston and cake today. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm being quite honest,
1: I'll be um, is it Anna Kendrick? That's like the ghost that like yes. follows her around. I'll be I'll be Anna Kendrick.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> I'm just
0: haunted by you every second of the day and haunted by back pain.
1: But that does mean I'll bring you cake at some point. <laughs> yay yay
0: (laughs) honestly now i feel better yay you're welcome (laughs) well since this is still just our second episode i was about to say since we're just getting started we really are it's it's the second episode Mm -hmm. we thought it would be very appropriate to continue throwing it back to the old isu vedette days we wanted to do like a fun memory lane episode or at least the start of the episode to be memory lane and kind of talk a little bit about some of our favorite films our favorite shows pop culture things etc just because um you don't know who we are and we certainly don't know who you are so at least two of us can get to know each other i was
1: gonna say i was gonna say at least you get to know us (laughs) we
0: will get to you at some point maybe i don't know
1: not a top priority. No. Mm,
0: yeah, no, we have to do our thing first. Kevin, I thought you could start us off and with like telling us some of your favorite movies, TV, actors, actresses, whatever, really, whatever you want.
1: One of my favorite movies of all time is Black Swan. That was 2011 award season, I think about 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just really obsessed with Natalie Portman at the time. And I mean, I still am. Nothing, nothing has changed. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the mix of horror into just kind of like, you know, for lack of a worse an art house like pretentious film. Uh there's a lack of horror in when it comes to award nominations as we know and mm-hmm. Black Swan is one of only less than 10 movies to get Oscar recognition in multiple categories let alone a category.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So while I think it got six nominations it only got one win, but at least it was for Natalie Portman. But I remember it was, I was in high school. That was a sophomore in high school. And my mom let me stay up, like, all the way to the very end of the word show just to watch Natalie win. Oh,
0: that's so <laughs> sweet. I remember that, too, because I I have a very strict bedtime routine to this day. And it continued. And it, it came from that era in my life. And I remember her winning, too. I just remember being so obsessed with that movie, like, dancing like a ballerina I guess wanting to be a possessed dancer I mean that was the dream right it's still the dream
1: watching to grow wings and have a mental breakdown (laughs) with the world falling apart around you yeah it's my
0: idol I feel so seen in this movie
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's just a lot of fun facts about it too that I was like looking up over the years like as I continue to stay obsessed with it and also a lot of people hadn't seen it that I know so like showing it to people for the first time or mm-hmm. people haven't seen it since you know it came out. Like so many people that I've shown have loved it. So that's just kind of you know it's kind of stood the what t- 12 year test of time so far. So mm-hmm. it can stand, it can stand another 12. Um say
0: one hundred fifty thousand years if you ask me.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> uh speaking of um Scary Movie 5 does a wonderful parody of it, starring Ashley Tisdell, which is leading me to the next movie, which is <laughs> Scary Movie 3, <laughs> slash the entire Scary Movie franchise is um, God-tier cinema, and that's actually probably how you and I became friends, was realizing that we've both seen like all of those movies a hundred times.
0: That is the only thing that is keeping this friendship afloat at this point <laughs> There's
1: nothing we, else. We've literally integrated lines from all of those movies into like our daily vocabulary, even when not talking to each other at this mm-hmm, point. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's become so integral in my life. Um, Scary Movie Three was the first PG-13 one, and so my parents let me watch it when it came out back in 2003, and we bought it on DVD at like Best Spot or no no at um Blockbuster in those bins that they have. Oh. And I, I think we've had to, I've had to see that movie at least, at least seventy times, like yeah. minimum. <laughs>
0: it's actually embarrassing. I mean, just yesterday you texted me that your building is leaking, and we're like, mm-hmm. Cindy, the building's leaking.
1: <laughs> Cindy, Cindy, something's wrong here. <laughs> and a lot of people, luckily now, have seen most of those movies because they were on Netflix and HBO Max. So kind of debating, like, which one's the best one. It's three, obviously. It's we
0: always three.
1: We know it's three. A lot of people say two, and two is, like, the worst one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I think that there are very funny parts of number two, like the basketball oh, sure. scene <laughs> and my germs <laughs> and all My that. germs.
1: <laughs> They're all really good. A lot of people haven't seen, well, five, I guess, is, you know, but a lot of people haven't seen four, and I'm like, four is very underrated in my opinion. It
0: is. They're... I, would, I think that number four might be my second favorite.
1: I think mine would go like three, one,
0: four, two, five. Mm. I like how you said that the number two is the worst one and it's not the worst well, one in your list.
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's not the worst. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it, in terms of with that cast, right. with the same. Yeah, that's yeah,
0: true. Yeah. I, I would definitely agree with that.
1: Three is just amazing, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And like we both said, we can easily quote it. Next, speaking of obsessions, actually, Mm -hmm. I'm looking at this little list I made. The next two are also obsessions between us. Beauty and the Beast. Uh. (laughs) I'm also a huge Disney person, um, as annoying as that is, and I (laughs) embrace it. I'm not that bad, but still pretty obsessed. Um Beauty and the Beast was always one of my favorite movies. The music is some of the best music of all time. And again, fun Oscars fact that it was the first animated movie to get a Best Picture nomination. And seeing the show at MGM slash Hollywood Studios all the time growing up was one of the highlights. They have the Be Our Guest restaurant at Magic Kingdom, which is amazing. And then they made the live action starring Emma Watson and Dan Stevens and the entire cast everything about that movie is so good I don't care what anyone says I think it got like overall pretty favorable reviews but we were like riding for that movie for years and I still do
0: (laughs) I don't understand the hate toward that movie it's a great cast I mean Emma Watson literally is Belle Mm. she has always been Belle and she was fabulous in that film
1: I think everything they added to the live action movie, an extra half an hour, I believe, of plot, if not longer, um, worked for the most part. Mm -hmm. A lot of the history with Belle's mom, everything about that movie, I think, just really six landing. The production design is out of this world. Costume design is insane. The visual effects are so good. And it was like, it's what, in the top 15 highest grossing movies of all time. And you and I are just obsessed with Emma Watson in general. And... That whole movie was an era for us, but speaking of Emma Watson, Mm -hmm. this is going... The the, the one after this is going to derail a little bit, but speaking (laughs) of Emma Watson, Prisoner of Azkaban is on my list. We don't acknowledge the creator and author of the book series anymore, but the movies I will indulge in still, and Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite Harry Potter film by far, and I think Alfonso Cuaron just hit it out of the park. I wish he directed more of those films. I think it just took such a left turn in a good way in terms of um, it got darker, the mm-hmm. the Hogwarts castle was redesigned, everything about it was just like a step in a really good direction and I think mm-hmm. they took one of the better books also and really kept the best parts of it and elevated it and I think overall the Harry Potter like film lovers will say it's probably the best one which is taste um, but that movie mm-hmm. just stuck with me. I think I was obsessed with like Harry had like a blue jacket, Emma or Hermione had like a pink hoodie like I love that they were wearing those more often instead of like their robes, and it was like kind of the turning point in the series when everything got more serious. Mm-hmm. Literally, literally, literally serious, and I was just so obsessed with that movie for a long time. I had a board game where you had to like Harry and Hermione had to like get to Azkaban to save Sirius on Buckbeak, and you, like it, the game itself like rose up like you had to build Azkaban.
0: Oh, and there were like
1: little things you had to go up around it. It was so fun. I oh, was I'm just obsessed so
0: obsessed with that. So I bad. love that.
1: It was fun. Um, And then lastly on here, I made a top five, is um, The Shining, just another horror classic. Um, Stanley Kubrick is a very pretentious but excellent director. I can't, you know, I can't (laughs) lie. And I hadn't really seen that movie up until maybe about five years ago. I just, for some reason, always skipped out on it, probably because of the runtime. And I think for a while I was pretty anti, like, watching, this is annoying, but quote-unquote older horror movies, Uh... even though it's from the the 80s. (laughs) Uh, but then I, I watched it, and it became immediately one of my favorite um, horror films/slash films of all time. I have it on SteelBook, and I watched it on Christmas Day when my parents bought it for me for Christmas on SteelBook. It's just such a—it's just such a good classic horror movie. And that is rounding up my top five. I talked for a long time, so I'm gonna shoot it back to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a perfect Christmas movie. I love that. It's like Little a lot, Women.
1: <laughs> a lot of red. <laughs>
0: Yay! <laughs> well, um, you made my job very easy because you basically listed two three movies that i would have mentioned but i'll get a little creative around here in terms of like most recent films that i absolutely adore i love the worst person in the world it's a movie that came out in 2021 i've watched it way too many times i love julia i love the i love the norwegian people they're just so in tuned with emotions
1: (laughs) wait I haven't seen it yet. Still, <gasps> I keep forgetting to watch it.
0: Mm, I think it's on I'm Hulu. I'm so sorry. I it is it's on Hulu. Hulu. Okay, good. Well, get on that immediately, right now. Turn I'm off like, the like, podcast. I
1: was gonna say, I'm like, guys, we'll be right back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See you in two hours. <laughs> A movie that I recently rewatched. I've seen. I saw this movie several, several years ago. Kind of forgot about it, and then watched it during the pandemic, and became very quickly obsessed with it once again and then just recently re-watched it and sobbed my eyes out little miss sunshine
1: oh yeah i love
0: that movie first it has like the best cast which includes tony Collette, who is always amazing in anything that we ever mother. see her in mother and then it has uh, abigail breslin steve Carell. i am entirely blanking on the main father's name in the film sorry to that man Um, (laughs) sorry to that man sorry to that man but it's just such a great family comedy rambunctious people going to a little miss sunshine beauty pageant pageant and i connect to abigail brison's character so much because she loves ice cream i have never (laughs) felt more seen in my life
1: (laughs) hashtag relatable
0: (laughs) A movie that is, I guess, a little... It's definitely a psychological thriller. I guess I really don't know how to describe this film. Mahalan Drive.
1: Oh, yeah. I was actually going to... I was debating on putting that on there, so I'm (laughs) happy that I did not need it.
0: (laughs) Yes, I... That's that's a
1: psychological thriller. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it kind of, like, incorporates, like... The first part of the film is, I guess, like a little mystery. You're trying to figure out what happened to this woman who has amnesia and all... Uh, And then everything just switches on you in good old David Lynch's way. And I just, I've seen the movie two times. And the first time I watched it, I don't know. I think I was just like so mesmerized in the moment of it that the second time I watched it, I felt like I was watching it for the first time again, because I couldn't remember like all of the details and stuff. Um, But I could just focus more on many different parts of it. And I was just like, this is Incredible. Why don't why aren't we making more movies like
1: this? Didn't David Lynch said that there were like six or seven key like some kind of little riddles or something like in the movie that helped describe what's actually happening or something like that yes it was like 10
0: different things to like
1: look for okay oh yes 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 Mm -hmm. and I remember there's a website there's a bunch of websites but there was one that was like dedicated to Mulholland Drive and explaining theories and people could comment and when I first watched it the first time I was like huh (laughs) and uh found that website and literally rewatched it the same night Mm-hmm. With that knowledge, and that movie is just so excellent. It's like that is that is crazy.
0: Perfect movie. It is, and everything everything checks out in the end too. Like there are no loose ends. Maybe I don't know. Actually, I can't remember. I'll have to rewatch it for the first time for the third time now. <laughs> but I just know that like everything makes sense. Like everything checks out. And I I don't know how he did it, David Lynch. If you're listening, tell us how you did it. How did you come <laughs> up with this?
1: Let Let us know in the comments. <laughs>
0: Moving on to another David I don't think most people would put this as a favorite David Fincher movie but I don't care this is my list not yours I love the curious case of Benjamin Button I think I've talked with you about this movie several times and you've just blocked me out and that's fine
1: (laughs) I did watch it finally
0: oh you did
1: yeah I really liked it oh good it is a little long, but mm-hmm. like we said, like we said with Babylon last week, like nothing should be. It wasn't three hours. It was pretty close, but it yeah, wasn't it was like three hours. It was two and a half, I think. I think. I think most movies just. I guess, I mean, I don't know. I just listed. I think The Shining is around two and a half. Beauty and the Beast is near two and a half. Prisoner of Azkaban is definitely two and a half. So, you know what? Keep going, Benjamin Button. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you do, <too>, you girl.
1: <laughs> and didn't Tarashi get an Oscar nomination for that?
0: Oh, she did. We love her another mother another mother um that entire cast is great mm-hmm. uh Brad Pitt Kate Blanchett mother <laughs> Hilda Swinton weird mother
1: <laughs> still mother
0: still mother <laughs> but it's great another great like ensemble and it's a great love story and I that's why I love it and then I will shout out and round out my top five with Casablanca I really do enjoy that film I know an it's a
1: classic.
0: an actual classic, yes. Um, Kevin and I, we went to Los Angeles our senior year of college. And we went to the Warner Brothers Studio Lot Tour. And we saw the Best Picture Oscar that Casablanca won back in 1940-something. Mm-hmm. And uh, she looks good. She's still shiny. She's in a nice <laughs> little case.
1: <laughs> Fun Disney plug Casablanca tie-in moment. Um, At Hollywood Studios, they used to have a ride called The Great Movie Ride, which is kind of like a slow-moving buggy through live or, like, built film scenes, and one of them was Casablanca, and they, in theory, had half of the front of the plane in that scene while he's saying goodbye at the end, Mm -hmm. and the other quote-unquote half of the plane, like, crash-landed on the Jungle Cruise ride at Magic Kingdom, So they always said it was from the movie, and I recently learned that it's not the same plane. I I don't
0: remember that part of Casablanca. (laughs) I don't remember it crash-landing at Jungle Cruise.
1: You don't remember it crash-landing at at Orlando, Florida? (laughs) No, actually, believe it
0: or not, I thought we were in Casablanca the entire time.
1: (laughs) Girl, there's a sequel.
0: (laughs) Oh, that makes sense. I see. This is when they did have Paris. They went back to Paris, but then they (laughs) flew to Orlando on accident. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny is um, when we did the Warner Brothers studio tour, they kept pointing out, like, this is where, like, his uh, cafe was. This is where the balcony scene was. And I have so many pictures on my phone of just, like, a set and I looked back on those photos recently and I am like, why do I have 10 photos of the same like balcony as if I know what this is at this point?
1: Oh my gosh, that tour. I have so many ridiculous photos from that. I, <laughs> I was know. like, I was like, I was like, oh, I guess I didn't really take that many. And I was like, oh, yes, I did. The The cafe for La La Land at the time, Um, we went through like Annabelle's house or something. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? And there was, like, the Pretty Little Liars set, too, and I'm just, like, taking all these pictures, and I'm, like, out of context, nobody cares about this. Like, if I were were to show somebody a picture of this, like, building and say, oh, yeah, they use this as the cafe in La La Land, not a single person on Earth would care.
0: They would be, like, okay.
1: Literally. I have
0: have photos where it's, like, this is where they, like, use this for Gilmore Girls. I haven't even watched Gilmore Girls once in my life. I don't know why I have all of this stuff
1: so funny and it's it's kind of funny to see them to see them use it in tv and film today like you can kind of tell that it's like that outdoor stage mm-hmm. do we want to call it mm-hmm. um but like if we're trying to be like oh like look at this this is from gilmore girls like you said like who cares
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're like this is where rachel and phoebe ran around in central park Ooh, a fountain yeah
1: <laughs> oh my gosh i forgot about that there was a lot of friend stuff And I guess that could be a good transition into our favorite television shows.
0: I guess.
1: (laughs) Friends is overhyped, slightly overrated, but it's so funny. And I honestly, I love them so much.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, Thieves! Oh, 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 Ron, oh!
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I watched it growing up all the time on, like, Nick at Night. And then when they added it to Netflix back when Netflix was just kicking off and, like, Becoming as big as it is now, I binged the whole show for the first time, and then I think I did it again later in college, and then I did it again during COVID, because I needed joy Mm. in my life, (laughs) and uh, I don't know, it's just a genuinely funny show, so I hate when people say it's, like, overrated, even though I just called it that, but it is, like, I don't know, it's always been really funny to me, and I've always, like, felt for the characters, and... I'm I'm they're all my second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eight parents. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I get it. I mean, people always just talk about friends. So at a certain point you're like, ugh, watch any other television. That's how I feel about the office sometimes too.
1: I was literally about to say, at least it's not the office. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the show that everybody talks about. And it's like, okay, you yeah. can watch another comedy. I promise you
1: it'll be okay. It gets better. My all-time favorite show is Desperate Housewives. How I... Did I know i i bet you didn't see that one coming no that show i watched live growing up like every sunday night on abc with my parents i'm so happy they let me watch it at the age of like
0: so happy for you and your family
1: i was gonna say i had to be like eight or nine probably ten that's fine thanks guys uh same thing it was on netflix so i rewatched it and then I kind—I got a lot of people. I got you to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. I got a lot of people to watch it. And everyone loved it. And its I'm like, you're welcome. But uh, I rewatched it at least four times at this point. When COVID first hit, we got those stimulus checks. I definitely bought all eight seasons on DVD. <laughs> and because it's on Hulu, but I don't want to watch the commercials. So I have them all on DVD. And I rewatched it. I think I moved to Milwaukee about three years ago. So I think I've watched it. I watched it during 2020, or no, late, early 2020 COVID, and then I watched it again the next year. I haven't watched it since, but I'm due for another rewatch because it's been over a year at this point, and that's very unlike me.
0: (laughs) I watched it when I first moved to California. It was like June 2018, and I told you randomly, I'm just going to start watching Desperate Housewives. We're going to see where this takes us. It was a months-long journey, but it was great. So many (laughs) highs, so many incredible characters and catfights and drama the drama is ridiculous in some episodes but I love it
1: it's so good I was also very shamelessly obsessed with Glee in high school and I just have to get included in here I rewatched a couple episodes actually literally this past week and I'm like fighting to not watch the entire show again (laughs) I'm having the itch to it I'm like I don't need to do that I don't need to put myself through this (laughs) all my friends and I would come to school the next day the first thing to talk about is what happened on Glee the night before? It's such a big cultural moment for our age group, and definitely. it did break a lot of barriers. I mean, it did turn to trash very quickly, but I, I stayed, <laughs> I, I stayed committed through the end. When the finale aired, I was in college, and I, my friends were like all going to a some kind of gathering, and I was like, I will meet you after the show. The finale will airs because I will be crying. <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah, no, I definitely, I religiously kept up with that show, like every. What was it like every Tuesday or every Monday on Fox or something like that? It was every Tuesday. Yeah. I always talked about it with a girl uh in my neighborhood who uh, was on the same bus as me and we would obsess about the songs. I really love Darren Chris's version of cough syrup. Like I really yeah. love, love that version.
1: It's really good. I actually probably prefer I probably prefer more versions than originals and that would be that 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 might not be true but there's a decent amount where i'll probably like you know what i'll go to the glee version and that is Mm -hmm. one of them (laughs) yes it is and one other one is uh always sunny in philadelphia
0: oh my god
1: that is probably the funniest show on television i don't know how it doesn't have an emmy (laughs) no it's just kind of like a cult classic kind of thing i feel like it's just more for like people that somehow heard about it or ran into it like a meme online or something because it never really went mainstream I feel like despite it being on air for how many years
0: oh my god it's what is like the 15th season or something at this
1: point it has to be and it's just it is the actively continuously the funniest show on tv it's so self-aware so inappropriate it's just so good and it's like so, hard to recommend it to a lot of people because it is just really like vulgar
0: <laughs> it is so stupid too which makes it even funnier i don't know how dumb people could be on that show but they continue to out dumb each other every single episode
1: there's a Patty's pub in milwaukee it's <gasps> not it, it has to be named after it i'm assuming but it it's not to. like it's not like any kind of Direct homage, but Mm -hmm. that it has to be, there has to be something there. I have yet to go, but (laughs) and then I just have to give a shout out to the Real Housewives franchise. Uh, Of course. They've kept kept (laughs) me afloat during COVID. I started watching more like comedy slash reality TV when COVID hit because The Handmaid's Tale was just getting too dark. And so I started watching The
0: Housewives,
1: (laughs) truly. And so I started watching Beverly Hills, which then turned to like Salt Lake City. Like I've seen them all at this point. So those girls keep me going. And that is that's rounding out my top five. I'll hand it over to you.
0: Definitely, Always Sunny is on my list, just because, as we said, so funny, so stupid. Like they they just found find these like really creative scenarios that like everybody can relate to. Like there's an episode where. Dennis and Mac move to the suburbs and they are bothered by every single noise inside of their home. And they are starting to like, it's turning into like a shining moment where Dennis looks like he's about to murder Mac at any moment. And it's just so funny. Like, it's just the tiny little things that they do that make it hilarious. I watched Severance last year and that is probably in recent years, a show that has like super impressed me. Like I, I don't keep up with television like as much. And just because there's way too much going on. And yes. I, I saw people talking about severance at one point, I just wasn't like, Oh, I don't know if this is like for me, I didn't really know that much in going into it. That show has so many twists and turns, it has so many questions, like it didn't even answer any of my questions for the first season, so I'm very excited for the second season. I don't know if you've watched it or not, but I do recommend it.
1: I have not, but do you know when it's coming back?
0: I do not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have time. You have plenty of time.
1: Is, is it on Apple TV? It is. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: We'll see. <laughs> I do <laughs> want to watch it though, but the mm-hmm. Apple TV is the is the that that's the part. I should have watched it when I got the free free month Selen- The, when, Selena, Gomes the Gomes Selena Gomez style. documentary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, Sally.
1: Thanks, Sally.
0: Other shows that I really, really love. You're going to appreciate this one. The other two.
1: Oh my gosh. I love <laughs> the other two. Oh, dude. It's coming back in May, I think. I saw that. I'm so excited.
0: Me too. Um, That's another one that is so stupid. Two very stupid leads. Actually, the entire family is stupid. It's about two older siblings whose younger brother becomes this famous, basically like a Justin Bieber famous little pop star, and they are just entirely ignored and can't do anything right in their lives, and they're mad <laughs> and it's, funny.
1: It's so funny. The show is amazing.
0: <laughs> I just... I cannot get over how dumb these people are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We love dumb people. We
0: do. I just finished watching Daisy Jones and the Six on Amazon Prime, and that was such a good show. I didn't read the book beforehand, so I didn't really know anything about it. Aside from, based on the trailer, it just seemed like it would be like a A look into this band from the 70s and that's what it was it was a look into this band from the (laughs) 70s but the music is fabulous very Fleetwood Mac vibes it's kind of going into the drama of this band again very Fleetwood Mac vibes it stars Elvis Presley's granddaughter Riley Keough and she's incredible does she
1: does she sing herself her isn't Sam Sam Claflin yes he's singing too yes Oh, I'll watch it. <laughs> I
0: I mean, I hope I hope that is their
1: voices, because they both have great, great voices. She is Elvis's granddaughter. So, I, I, mean, I, I, ho- I hope she, even if she can't, she's an amazing actress, so it doesn't matter. She is.
0: Oh my god, she is. I was so invested in this show. Every single week when they release three episodes at a time, two episodes, first day, I would watch it. Like, I haven't been this excited and, like, into a show in quite a while. Since Severance, probably. I love that. And then to top out the top five, this is all in like random order too, um, Schitt's Creek. And I know that you'll appreciate that too because you loved watching that show. You actually got me onto the show, I believe.
1: Schitt's Creek is starting to enter the Friends territory of fame where people are starting to say it's not a good show or it's overrated. And I'm like, shut up. We're not going there. (laughs) Knock it off. like
0: (laughs) Let them do what they're doing.
1: It is so... Funny, so smart, so wholesome without it being too on the nose. Mm-hmm. That's a good pick.
0: it's a good pick. I always, I'm so happy that all of them won Emmys that one year when they just swept the entire competition. I'm sorry to every other comedy that was nominated that year, but they deserved <laughs> it. I mean, from Alexis giving us a little bit of Alexis to Moira just being a fabulous everything in my life. Uh, (laughs) And it's just, it's great. It's a great family comedy. It's ridiculous. It's hilarious. It's just what you want. And it's only like 23 minutes long per episode, which is truly my favorite type of content these days.
1: Absolutely. I think any comedy that tries to do an hour moment just isn't going to sick the landing just as nice and quick as a nice 22 23 minute episode
0: truly well i think that's a very nice little overview of who kevin and i are in terms of our movies and tv and i know for a fact we didn't get to talk about absolutely everything but i'm sure we'll get into some more specifics with like horror movies and rom-coms whatever down the line in future episodes so you're just gonna have to keep listening sorry to everybody at home
1: (laughs) thank you guys
0: (laughs) and when we're back we're gonna talk about some 2023 releases that we are both very excited about
1: a so, movie i'm looking forward to coming out this year we talked about last week so i'll just quickly give it a nod evil dead rise we said it looks fucking crazy, crazy. and it's, it's only about a month away so i'm excited for that ari aster's new movie Bo is afraid with joaquin phoenix is coming out i believe in the end of april as well mm-hmm. i that I... trailer looks crazy i don't understand what's going on and i'm I so know. excited
0: i know i as we mentioned last week on the show, we have are we are entering a new podcast era where we can talk about Ari Aster movies cuz they did not come out by the time we did our first podcast. So, this one looks crazy. It I don't know what to make of it. It just looks like he's walking and that he's afraid, and I'm afraid too.
1: And we talked about this also last week, Barbie, I can't trust enough how I need the entire world to back this film. I need everyone to see it. This is going to be both of our personalities for at least the next year
0: it's true i i owned 30 barbies when i was a little girl i need everybody to purchase at least 30 barbies and to rise up with me for miss Greta gerwig
1: isn't it coming out the same day as oppenheimer
0: it is barbie girl oppenheimer boy the world is in peace
1: <laughs> <laughs> i will say i am actually really looking forward to that movie i am too It's a loaded cast. It's Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh. I mean, again, it'll probably be really for the film, hardcore film lovers out there, and we are up that alley. And I'm definitely (laughs) looking forward to that one.
0: I watched a trailer in theaters the other day. I hadn't seen this trailer before. It might only be like a movie theater exclusive trailer, but it was edited so well that I was like, jaw dropped And um, I tried to find it again to rewatch it at home. I couldn't find it anywhere. So if this is their way of getting people to go to the theaters, it's a very good trailer. And it just made me like, it was just so suspenseful and like really fast paced. And like, you feel like the weight of the world rests in their hands because it literally does. And um, yeah, it was just like, go off Christopher Nolan.
1: (laughs) The movies are back.
0: They're back and better than ever.
1: I am definitely excited for The Little Mermaid live action with Halle Bailey and Melissa McCarthy. I was verklempt when the trailer came out during the Oscars. I was overwhelmed. I'm so excited for this movie.
0: I definitely have to agree with a lot of your picks um, as I'm looking through a few other ones here. Um, I saw the trailer for Elemental today and that looks very cute and interesting. I did already see that people online don't think that it's going to be a very great movie and i think pixar always does a pretty good job with their animated films so i'm i'm gonna reserve my my comments for that once i see that movie
1: they do have a couple misses i think it i think to me it just looks like another inside out
0: oh yeah a little bit
1: but I'm definitely going to be there opening night. I mean, so I'm going
0: to see it, so it doesn't matter to me.
1: Right, Disney's still going to be getting money, so it doesn't really matter if people <laughs> like it or not.
0: We're recording this on a Tuesday, and so the poster for Asteroid City by Wes Anderson was released today, and later this week, I think they're going to release the trailer. I I guess I'll see what I think about this movie. I was, I was so disappointed with The French Dispatch, and we're both journalists, and it should have been like, oh yeah, like perfect movie for us, I was just really, really bored by like most of the stories that were in in the film. I don't know. It had such a good good cast, but I just felt like he was more so going for his quirky uh, look and design and like the look of it all versus an actual interesting substantial story.
1: I definitely think there was only one of the... Well, there were three or four mm-hmm. segments in that movie. There was only one that I was interested in. I it was the Adrian
0: even... Brody one, the prisoner one, right?
1: Yes, yeah, so I was going to say, I was about to say, I don't even remember what, who was in it. I remembered there was a prisoner. <laughs> I'm definitely interested, but I agree. After the French dispatch, which I guess is a hot take for from us, uh, is not one of his best.
0: <laughs> yes. We talked about Barbie and Oppenheimer. I will be probably watching both movies back to back the question is which one will i watch first barbie barbie
1: the color purple remake comes out later this year with also with holly holly bailey and taraji piensen
0: uh our girl is back i haven't seen the movie in a while
1: i know it's been a hot minute
0: it's going to be another big year for our pal timothy chalamet he has wonka wonka coming out And he also has Dune 2 coming out. I guess I'm excited for Dune 2. I I was into the first movie. I did not read Dune. I have not seen the previous versions of Dune. So the Denis Villeneuve version was my first introduction to it. And it was pretty good. It was pretty grand. So I'm excited to see where the story goes, especially because it has Florence Pugh in it. And Austin Butler and Zendaya again. So all of my favorite people in Hollywood are in it. So why wouldn't I be excited?
1: I also have no prior knowledge of Dune besides the first part. I can't say I loved it, but I also went in knowing that I wouldn't love it. So I was like, okay, cool. Rebecca Ferguson was amazing. Oh, she she was was amazing,
0: fabulous.
1: I was like, more of her, please.
0: Yes. (laughs) One of my favorite directors, David Fincher, he's coming out with The Killer. And I th- I think we had a trailer for it, if not like some teaser the other week or so. It stars Michael Fassbender, who is fabulous, and Tilda Swinton, who is also fabulous. And they've collaborated a few times together in the past, like in Curious Kiss of Butchman Button. So I'm excited to see what they have with that.
1: Yeah, so we have a pretty good year ahead of us. I will say this is like that time of year when movies releases are a little bit slower and Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in going to the movies as much right now because there's not too much going on. So I'm definitely excited for even the next month from now. I think honestly by the end of April, like end of April going forward.
0: Are you telling me you're not excited for Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves?
1: do you see every time they have a trait like a promo for it there's like the Rotten Tomatoes score and I'm like I don't care how high that score is I'm not watching this movie
0: (laughs) I am uh, I'm still not sure if I will be going to see it this Thursday or not just because um, I got a lot of work going on and I need to rest
1: and our rest is important
0: our rest is important I need to look beautiful and youthful for this podcast every single week after all
1: want to transition into our quote unquote what's poppin segment where we discuss our favorite pop culture moments of the past week
0: yes and shout out to my friend jason what's poppin was his idea for the name of the segment and the board meeting convened and we agreed (laughs) (laughs) my pick for this week is yellow jackets the second season just started the other day I actually have the first six episodes available to watch. I just haven't gotten around to it. However, I watched the first episode. It looks crazy already. So I'm excited for that. Have you ever watched that show? I did not. Mm.
1: It's been but... on my list and then I just kind of keep forgetting about it. Mm-hmm. But I, I I, believe that I will.
0: <laughs> it's really good. It's It jumps between... The, these girls who were in like a plane crash and had to survive in the wilderness to where they are today. And I don't really know which era is my favorite one between the two because there's something wild going on in this one and then they do something crazy in that one. And then like you're jumping back and forth and you're like, wait, no, I want to keep watching that one. Or wait, no, i go back to the other one. So it's been very, very solid so far. And the first episode of the second season started off introducing a few new characters slash people that we know from the past but we haven't been introduced to them in the present and uh it just looks like it's going to be even bigger and crazier than the last season so I'm very excited to keep watching that show
1: Now that season two is out, I'll probably actually watch it. I think my issue with a lot of these shows is, like, a lot of people find these shows very confusing at the time, but they're Mm -hmm. still into them, and then I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, let me just wait for a second season to come out, and then I can do one big swoop without that, like, active week-to-week confusion, and then I can just kind of binge and then get into the current season with everybody else. I get that. My shout-out for this week is Michelle Yeoh had an Oscars celebration party and had her wicked co-stars Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo there and also Anya Taylor-Joy or Anya Taylor-Joy, learned how that's how you actually say her name <laughs> um, which I don't understand why she was there but I'm happy she but was. that's
0: fine, I'm happy for her Is that a movie that we forgot to list on our like upcoming movies? Is that coming out this year? No, or it's coming out in 2024, year.
1: yeah, I know Dang!
0: Dang, we've been waiting for this for so long in college, Kevin and I went and saw a production of Wicked in Peoria, Illinois, and it was such a cute little, little day trip for us. And I just love Wicked. And I cannot wait to see these two in the movie, these three.
1: I know when they start doing any kind of like teases, you know, of what they're going to look like and actually mm-hmm. like, those like, you know, they're going to do those like 10 second little trailers just to drive everyone crazy and then yes. release the full trailer a week later like I, I'm gonna be absolutely insufferable when those come out god I
0: cannot <laughs> wait for that movie it's been a long time too like it was announced when like in
1: at least seven years ago oh god <laughs> well they originally announced it back in like 2006 as like a they were gonna do a Miniseries on ABC, right? And then it turned into a film production rights in 2012 after the Lay Miz movie came out and did really well. So technically, it's been 11 years since 2012, which is crazy. So finally, the fact that it was going to come out December 2024, both pushed back, pushed up to November 2024, which is a good sign. So I have I have hopes for them. And like I said, when or when Michelle Yeoh was cast, it was just like. I didn't think this would get any better.
0: <laughs> they really are feeding into every need and desire that we have.
1: And I'm thankful for it.
0: I'm thankful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Weekly Pop. We will be back next week with even more shenanigans and more funny jokes, because once again, we are hilarious. I'm Emma Sassick.
1: And I'm Kevin Schwaller, and we will see you next week.